Welcome inside the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan with Brandon Pillar today. Getting back to our Send Central draft rankings. We're in the top three, and you know what that means. It sends pick territory. We also talked to Brandon Plant, the voice behind Sends Talk on Twitter, and we get into a big variety of discussions with him from how he became a Sends fan to a whole lot more. Brandon Plant, our Send Central citizen of the week. All that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Friday, July 24th. Your sense tiered rankings of right wingers are pillar. Psych. We will not be doing that today. You know, we're just going to have a little bit of suspense with you guys, uh, and we're going to bring that to tomorrow's episode on Saturday. It's going to be a good one. And Ross, uh, I already saw you tweet out your list. Some really interesting stuff there that I can't wait to get to. I'll tweet my list out later on uh, as well. And keep submitting your lists on uh, Twitter for all the Sens fans. I love seeing how different people rank different prospects and all the controversy there. So with the Sens hockey, hockey game far away, we can at least have fun with this kind of stuff. Yeah, we sure can. And with that extra time that you mentioned, it looks like December 1st, the next time you see the Sens play a regular season game. But in the meantime, I'm sure we'll consolidate those lists and make a full Sens Jep chart based on the overwhelming majority from when we go through the replies to those tweets. So lots to get to there, but there was some major news in the National Hockey League. We'd be remiss not to discuss the Seattle Kraken. How do you feel about that? The fourth team without an S to end their name, joining the Avalanche, Wild, and Lightning release the Kraken. I mean, I love it. I like ever since they were going to announce a Seattle team and they kind of tossed out a couple names. Kraken was the only one that really made sense to me. And you put some big money on it. <laughs> I was going to get to this. I, I didn't have a doubt in my mind that it was going to be the Kraken. So December, I think they were announced December, 2018. So we were still in school. Um, we from, from Leafs lunch yesterday, I, I, we had a guy from Seattle on and I looked it up 597 days after becoming a franchise. They got their name. Vegas took 150. Yeah, I think COVID really uh, altered their yeah, time it was table. the right move. It was the right move, especially with the social unrest as well. Seattle was a, a big uh, spot for all that stuff. So it was the right move. But talk about long awaited. How when did you make this bet? And you, you have to disclose how much. Yeah, so to continue, I, I was positive for not even a doubt in my mind that it was going to be the crack, and I didn't like the other names. Um, so you know what? Being in college, I threw down what was some big money for me at the time at plus 2,500 odds. I thought that was worth a $1.75 bet. What a schmuck I was. If I could have put just a couple more bucks in there, it would have really the paid out for me. over, you would have been retired. Oh man, it would have been uh, it would have been great. This would have been a two man podcast show if I had a a little more courage there. But you know what? I'll take the forty bucks I got off a dollar seventy five bet. And the crack it's a great name. And this is the thing I love about it is I I feel like a lot of sports teams they go with like a, a name that's not fierce. Like I I want to be going to a building and being like we're playing the Kraken and the theme. You want to be one of the crackheads. Yeah, well, see, here's there's some controversy, too. People are saying uh, crackheads and the crack house are uh, maybe nicknames. Like we, we No, we got to squash that no, uh, right away. That's I'm all for it. That's terrible. I think release the Kraken, that's a great statement. But as I tweeted out today, I love the S logo and the colors are cool. But, like, when you have a Kraken 
as your team symbol, like show me something fierce. Like I want to see a crack and tearing apart some hockey sticks or skates or, or crashing through ice or something a little more exciting. So I can't wait for those third alternate jerseys to be released and Vegas's third alternate jerseys are going to be cool too. Yeah. Too bad. They're all going to be overshadowed by the return of the two D mm-hmm. logo. We get into all that and a lot more. I think without further ado, Brandon Plant from Sens Talk on Twitter. I uh, also the best of seven podcasts. So be sure to check that out. Didn't realize he's quite the young buck, Pilsy. Were you a little intimidated having another Brandon on the show? Not at all. I mean, this uh, he he was a great guest, but uh, being born first, I feel like I have the respect and leverage of Brandon number one. So I'll I'll take that. And if anyone can go find Brandon when he was uh, interning at Jay and Dan, there was a segment with Brandon or Brandon, our good buddy Brandon McCarthy. Um, uh, fifteen so, minutes of uh, or fifteen seconds of well, fame. so you appeared on TV first as a Brandon. So yeah, I think you're in the clear there. All right, without further ado, here is our Send Central Citizen of the Week, Brandon Plant. You know him on Twitter at Sends Talk underscore. Lots of great content there. He's got the podcast going as well. Brandon, how you doing today? Hey, it's been a huge pleasure to be on the show. Uh, long-time fan, so thank you so much for having me on. So, Brandon, the way we like to do Sens Central Citizen is we want to know how you became a Sens fan. I feel like every Sens fan has some sort of origin story because, let's face it, there's not a lot of us here in Southern Ontario especially. So how did you become a Sens fan, and how long have you been a Sens fan for? Well, being a native of Ottawa, it's always been sort of like the culture in Ottawa to be a Sens fan. Um, you know, I'm 18, so I wasn't around for 2003 with the Phillips game, forcing game seven. I wasn't there for, you know, the Leafs runs really. Um, I obviously know that we lost every single one, and I know that it was disastrous for us as a franchise and as a fan base. But I was sort of, I sort of started watching, of course, when the Sanders were at their peak, 2006, 2007. I watched that that whole season. It was my first year. I was like five or six, so I was able to watch it with my dad. So I watched a lot of the games. So I remember. Of course, game five, Phillips. Never forget that moment. That's the moment I really became a Sens fan. That's the heartbreak. Just I knew at that moment that I had such a special bond with the team. But I, I'd say really the first uh, few years where I've really turned Sens talk and my fan, my fanship, you know, like my enthusiasm towards the team was really 2013. Uh, between 2006 and 2013, I was a fan. But I wouldn't say I was a diehard like now. I was like, I'll go to a few games and I'll watch most of the games, but I'm not going to, you know, make videos about them or podcasts. 2013, I don't know what it was. Maybe just... That was a fun year, man. Hell of a year. Shortened year and probably the best playoff series in in franchise history. I just remember... Well, 2012. 2012 was like my first... Like my re-entry into loving hockey again. Because 2008, 2009, the Sanders, the Pittsburgh series, man. Woof. And then... You know, just getting swept and just not being mediocre and doing a half-ass rebuild. And then 2012, Kyle Turris shot against the Rangers in overtime. is a legendary. 2013, going to the second round. Hey, the, the Walrus also, Jack oh. Adams, 2012. Hell yeah. The, the I just saw that on Twitter today. Uh, they, they tweeted the clip of him and his uh, doppelganger yeah. uh, behind him. <laughs> but yeah, 2012-2013 really cemented me as a huge Sense fan. Twenty And then 2015, holy cow the hamburger run and then obviously the rest is history so you know i've been a sense fan um since 2006 been a diehard since 2012 2013 uh and 2013 that run like you guys we were just talking about was when i started making videos you go you can go all the way back seven years on my youtube channel sense talk you'll hear my pre-puberty voice i sound like a all squealy but you know it's uh 
it's crazy. And uh, I'm very thankful uh, that I was able to hook on to this fan, this fan base and this team because uh, it's certainly an, a huge part of my life. Hey, Sense Twitter's the best, man. It's it always active. There's always something going on and sharing yeah. memories. You mentioned starting in 06 yeah. and 07. Well, we t- tweeted from Sense Central this week to Danny Heatley, the 100 goals in the two seasons there. But was there one senator that kind of made you fall in love with the team even more? Well, I think the go-to answer is obviously Alfredson. Uh, Alfie was just like God in Ottawa, basically. Just Alfie was... Just ask Siri. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. I remember that uh, when they said he was... Uh, what was it? He was God or something? Show me a picture of God yeah. and it would say yeah. Daniel Alfie. Yeah, Alfie. I love that. But honestly, it was Alfredson, just the way he cared himself and the way he took care of the community. Uh, so just on and off the ice, he was a true leader and a true leader of the team itself. So Alfredson really brought me in. Spezza's, obviously, his dangles were beautiful. Um, Carlson was great, but Alf- I- I'd be lying if I didn't tell you Alfredson was my childhood hero and uh, the player I loved growing up. So, Alfredson for sure. Hey, I've got uh, a good follow-up, and then Pilsy's going to yeah. get to some hot takes here. But sure. we're, we're going to be covering pretty in-depthly the Sens Abroad. The hashtag is going to be on deck coming out here uh, tomorrow as Sunday uh, everyone reports to the bubble. Um, yep. So the Sens abroad, which former Senator are you cheering for most to win the Stanley cup this season? I love to see Mika Zibanej win a cup. Okay. I love to see Mika win a cup. I have so I much money Pajot. on the Rangers. I love yeah. that answer. There you go. You know, he, firstly, good bet. I think they take down Carolina, but I love Pajot, but I want to see that pick like either fall into, I don't know how it works, but I don't see the Island. If the Islanders go far, our pick's not going to be great. So exactly. I, you don't want that third pick yeah. when they win I, the cup. I'd rather – no, no, I want to see Pajot have success. I want to see the Islanders lose. I want to see Zibanejad go all the way because uh, we should never have traded Zibanejad. And, you know, it's funny looking at the franchise now. We're looking for a number one center. Mika was that guy. So it would be a great uh, way to stick it to the Senators organization uh, and show them that they should never have done this to trade uh, Mika Zibanejad. So hopefully if he wins a cup, maybe that will be a little bit of a wake-up call for Pierre Dorian. So, Brandon, you're reminiscing about a guy who could have been a number one senator for the Senators, a guy the Sens drafted. Now we're coming up to this draft, and oh boy, is it a good one at number three. So basically, let's pretend that uh, you have the choice of picking between either Byfield or Stutzla. Let's say uh, you get the pick for L.A. does. What way are you going if you're drafting for the Senators? Who do you prefer they take, Stutzla or Byfield? Well, like you just said, assuming we're taking second overall, right? Yeah, so, I, I mean, what's going to happen, hopefully, yeah. and Pierre Dorian alluded to this after the draft lottery, that that second tier is two players. Yeah. So, I think without naming names, it's pretty clear it's who pretty it clear, is. Yeah. So, it's almost like Ottawa's in an easier spot. So, let's yeah. put you in the harder spot if you had to pick between the two. Okay, thank you. So, basically, for Ottawa's needs, uh, Stutzla could definitely play center. Uh, he's more of a winger, though, as we've seen. And Ottawa has an abundance of wingers. you got Formanton, uh, you got Batherson, and you, I'm sure Colin White's going to move to the wing. Wow, um, Pilsy's going to be so mad you left out Balsers there. His boy. I love Bal- – hey, Balsers is in my intro for Senstock. I have nothing but respect for Rudolf Balsers. Good. <laughs> but – the Latvian legend. But uh, I think the logical choice for Ottawa, as you guys just tweeted out, um, you did like the, the center tiers. I just finished yeah. that. And there's not one elite center, in my opinion, in the Sanders organization. I think Norris is a fine, fine candidate to be a top center. I think Logan Brown's your safest bet to be a top center just based off of the skill he has. But I think if you're an Ottawa Senator general manager, let's say I'm the general manager, I'm Pierre Dorian, 
I got to take Byfield. I need that six, seven big body center. You want, imagine Byfield pushing people out of the way, Brady pushing people out of the way, and then Batherson snipes it. That's just an ideal, or Lucas Raymond, whoever. That's an ideal situation for me. So I think, I think Ottawa likes Stutzla. I think they should. I think they get him. I think Byfield goes second. But if I'm the Ottawa Sanders, you can't pass up on a juicy prospect like Quinton Byfield. So does that mean that at five, you take a center if you draft Stutzla? For me, and you hear this earlier in the episode when I mentioned that if I'm the Senators and I draft Stutzla, I make him a center right away from day one. No obscurity. You're a centerman. That's it. And that's he wants to be a centerman. Sure, yeah. scouts say he might translate better the wing. He wants to play center. So if I'm that, I put him in the middle. Let's say you put him at left wing, just for argument's sake. Yeah. Do you then based off of what you're just already saying, do you take another centerman at five? Do you reach yeah. for Anton Lundell? Do you take Cole Perfetti if he's available? Where do you go with that fifth pick? I think the fifth overall, it depends. If you're taking Byfield third, then you can look at Jamie Drysdale. You can look at maybe Lucas Raymond. Uh, I'd take Drysdale if we took Stutzler th- uh, Byfield third uh, because we already got the top center. Now it's maybe fill in that decor um, because not one defensive prospects are so um, hard to – you know, see, it's like a goaltending prospect. You don't know what they're going to become. Um, but yeah, I think fifth overall, uh, you, you got to look at Marco Rossi or Cole Perfetti if they're both of it, if either are available. Marco Rossi had personally he had a better point per game uh, this year uh, than uh, Alexis Lafreniere, the consensus number one pick, which is not saying he's better, but Marco Rossi is undervalued because of his size. And I, in NHL this day, these days, size, it's funny to say this, size does not matter in the NHL these days. It's all about the skill and speed you have, and Rossi has both. So I think a Perfetti or Rossi would be great at number five, but I'd also certainly look at Jamie Drysdale to shore up that top four. Yeah, that's fair. And the reason why center is so important, you mentioned, especially in the Atlantic division, you go around and the Leafs have two elite ones in Matthews and Tavares. Um, You've got Jack Eichel in Buffalo. You've got Barkov in Florida and then you've got of course Stamkos and Braden Point in Tampa so if you want to compete with those guys you better shore up at center you're going to be covering this all summer long we're sure at Sens Talk underscore at the end of that one Brandon Plant thank you for being a Sens Central Citizen pleasure chatting with you I'm sure we'll do it again down the road too sounds great thank you guys love getting the chance to chat with Sens fans what an awesome community especially online on Twitter hit us up at Sens Central if you would like to be the next Sens Central Citizen Pilsy Timmy Stutzla. What a guy. What a guy. He's been playing this week. We recorded the next segment you're going to hear. We wanted Parley to be on it, so we recorded that earlier, but Stutzla's been playing all week in the U20 uh, Summer Showcase, and a weakness has appeared, and I like that. A little talking point. Seems like this guy is just calling. I've only seen the odd highlight. I'm not going to act like I'm sitting here watching Team Switzerland take on Team Germany, Um, although, let's be honest, we all have the extra time these days, but we're seeing clips online, and this guy, we already said he's the king of the beaver pass, uh, beaver tail. He wants the puck always, but do you think it could be a bad habit trying to want the puck a little too much and making maybe his teammates feel a little on an island out there? You know what, maybe a little bit, but that just speaks to his confidence. I mean, he's a 17-year-old playing in a men's professional league wanting the puck. And you know what? For a team like the Senators, where he'll likely slot in as one of the best, if not the best players in the lineup, I don't I don't blame him. Be confident. I want to see him driving play, uh, asking for the puck, and putting up points. So Timmy Stutzla is a confident guy that can uh, hopefully elevate the rest of his teammates. If he wants the puck, give it to him. And why shouldn't he be confident? He's really elevated his game and 
People took notice at the World Juniors and the numbers in the DEL, they speak for themselves. So without further ado, number three on the Send Central Draft Rankings, Timmy Stutzla. Third overall, does that sound familiar? Of course it does. That's where the Sens will draft first in the draft. First of how many? Nine picks in the first three rounds? Yeah, but the focus is on number one. Let LA make their pick who they want it to because there's a clear category there. And for us, number three, Timmy Stutzla from Mannheim in the German League. So being the German League, got to come to Pilsy first. Your initial impressions of him as a player. Timmy Stutzla. What a props to the German uh, hockey development program. Like really before before this kind of recent era, like there's only a handful of guys you can think of like Marcel Gotch, uh, Johan Hesch, uh, Marco Sturm. Really, that's about it. And those guys were all right, but kind of top top nine guys in the league. Now there's some elite talent with Drysaddle. Uh, Maurice Sider could be really good. And now Timmy Stutzla, who is the top uh, ranked European skater in this draft at number three. And some people even have him at number two. So the potential is there. The first thing I think of, and guys, I try to give a one word um, kind of overall what I think of a guy is calm. Like this guy is so calm when he has the puck on his stick. It's almost like there's that rumor going around that uh, when Joe Thornton gets the puck on his stick, his heart rate actually decreases on the ice because that's how calm he is with the puck. That's kind of like Timmy Stutzla um, in the most recent play, like when they were against the Swiss team for that friendly, he was carrying the puck and dangling in and around the offensive zone, making the Swiss defenders look like absolute pylons. He was skating around with the puck for, I think it was eight seconds in the offensive zone all by himself. So this is a guy who has no problem handling the puck and no problem dishing out the puck to 27 assists. In the DEL as um, as a 17-year-old is absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And in that game against Switzerland that you're referencing, that assist, how much did that look like Eric Carlson trotting along the blue line and finding Derek Broussard backdoor against the Boston Bruins? Eerily similar as I think Lee fans are getting too excited in the neighborhood. They're getting fired up for hockey. to be back in here. The p- cops are out in full force here as we're recording we got to get some extra money here for a a better studio guys um as we get back to timmy stutzla who really has been robbing the entire prospect game because he was ranked in the middle of the first round at the start of the season so parley what's he done to really vault all the way up into really being in the conversation for number two He's gone out against men, and that's something that not a lot of people can say they've done. And he's just competed and continued to put up points consistently. And it's also the things that Pilsy just mentioned. It's the puck skills. It's the ability to perform night in, night out at such a high level. But there's things about him that make him so desirable. When you match these skills that we could talk about ad nauseum for all night long, but... It's the size that I like about this kid as well. He's coming in at about 6'1", weight 187. It's left-hand shot. He's got the vision. He's got all the tools that scream NHLer right now. And I think that he's just kind of got that, that ability to go out there and look confident in any situation. He's got foot speed. He's got vision. He's just able to play consistently and be a great player in every single situation and uh don't get me wrong like this is all exciting stuff but you look at it and say you know what 
he could potentially play the middle of the ice for you. And I, th- I think he is a centerman. He prefers playing center, and he was playing center uh, in the game uh, we're referencing against uh, Switzerland. So that's a guy who I don't think you need to put him on the wing to kind of shelter him once he gets to a pro level. And this is a guy also who I think could hop into the pro game right away. If not the NHL, definitely the AHL he could handle. And that's where you got to look at some kind of comparisons of what you value more when really you're looking at Byfield or Stutzla if you're the Kings or the Senators. So whichever way the Kings decide to go, I think either option is great for the Senators. But Stutzla, he's a guy who could definitely, with the center depth that the Sens have now after trading Pajot, he could come in and be one of your top, if not the top, centermen for your NHL club right away. Yeah, uber creative, playmaker, all that. But he's also got a bit of uh, Jason Spets in him from the sense where he's going to try things and they aren't always successful. How much do you think that could affect his immediate impact? Sure, like Spets did, he figured it out to enough an extent to be a star in the NHL. But those giveaways on any given night, he could be the kind of guy a coach has to sit down a couple times. I think this is a plus for this kid because if you look at it, I mentioned he's kind of got that edge to him where it's... He wants what, the puck. He's what the king NHL, of the beaver tap. Exactly. What NHL Central Scouting said about him is he's also a little bit cocky on the ice, but in a positive way. I think this is a guy that's going to walk into the rink and think he's the most talented guy on the ice, and I think that's the kind of confidence to answer the question you just asked Pilsy is... I do think he can make the hop to the NHL right away because he's going to walk in there and think he can do it. And right now we're looking at a player that has all the natural ability to be able to do it. I think he's got the physical tools to be able to compete at the NHL level. Like I mentioned, six foot one, one eighty seven. He puts a couple pounds on, becomes a man. That's an NHL ready body right there. Then you add this confidence into it, a little bit of swagger where you're right. He's going to try things, but Who's to say he's not going to get it done, right? Everybody turns the puck over. It's going to be a situation where this kid walks in and thinks he's good enough to do it. I think if you're the Senators, you're crazy if you don't give him a shot, if you get him a number three. Absolutely, yeah. And with the center depth, there's there's no reason why he couldn't compete and crack that lineup. Um, For me, though, Stutzla is a guy who has uh, high floor and lower ceiling. I I think since he's such a well-rounded player already, I don't see him like really really crashing through that ceiling and becoming like a guy who's a point per game guy i see him as a really good second line center or kind of a 1b center um some player comparables i kind of thought of and you guys can let me know whether you agree or not is two guys um derek brassard and uh derek stepan two derek's i didn't even realize that but guys who you wouldn't really label them a, a, a pure number one center but you can get by with them as your top guy and they're elite second line center. So that's kind of where I see Stutzla uh, right now based on his skill now. But man, all the tools there, if he if he gets on the right track and with the right team and can get some chemistry with his line mates, who knows where this guy will end up. Here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want Timmy Stutzla getting drafted third, second, wherever and get told, look, you'll be a center eventually, but start on the wing. I would rather see him go to Belleville and play center if he's not ready at the NHL level. Whatever you draft him on that day, tell him what position he's going to play, and that's it. And if it's me, you don't draft a winger at second or third unless they are special. 
like Lafreniere clearly is an exception to that rule, being the unanimous, it seems, number one pick. With Timmy Stutzla, that guy is a centerman. He wants to be a centerman. He's excelled in the past as a centerman. Just pull the trigger. I don't know. It must just be scouts that are saying he'll, he looks better on the wing. Maybe he's a bit more sheltered, can try that offensive creativity. The same thing we mentioned about Lucas Raymond. But, man, for me, that guy is a center through and through, and I hope the Sens, if and maybe when they draft him, that they announce the same. I agree, and I'm going to throw a player comparable at you. I think Pilsy, he's got way too much puck skill to throw him in the Derek Stepan conversation. I hope he has that kind of longevity if the Senators are able to get their hands on him at number three. I think he's got a little more high-end talent than Derek Broussard as well. I'm yep. going to throw a name out there. David Krejci, how about that one? Yeah, I like that. Krejci maybe a little bit longer as a player, probably closer to 6'3", but yeah, smooth hands. I think... Mm. Maybe a bit more of an exclamation mark on Stutzla's game. Krejci will just kind of go every shift and come at you in waves and maybe quietly put up an impressive amount of points every year. I think that it's going to be loud and clear every time Stutzla's in the offensive zone, almost Patrick Kane-esque, where everyone's kind of on the edge of their seat once we're allowed back in arenas, wondering, like, What's he going to do next? Like, Is he going to put the puck through the guy's legs and go around him? Is he going to go beside him? Is he going to flip it over his head and, and uh, like spin off him? There's just like such a, an abundance of creativity into his game. I think that you have to look at, at guys like even like Kyle Turris. I think that guy had some dangles back in the day. He really had good hands and had great vision too. So if Timmy Stutzla can, can be... Above, I would like to see him above a Derek Broussard, uh, Derek Stepan uh, category as well. And maybe it's not fair to use a winger as a comparison after telling you how much I want him to be a center. But yeah, I've, I just see so much Patrick Kane in this game. I just want to make sure that you guys understand that when I say David Krejci, I'm talking about the number two centerman on the best team in hockey. Boston Bruins had the most amount of points in the NHL this year, and he's consistently been their number two centerman for the last what, eight years? feels like well, that. Well, Patrice Bergeron just um, got nominated uh, today as we're recording on July 20th for his ninth consecutive uh, Selkie. So I'm pretty sure Krejci's been his number two the whole time. Exactly. I think this guy has so much skill. And if you're going to talk about a team in the Senators that have a huge future ahead of them, if this guy's number two centerman, that means a lot. And I think that's he's got the skill available to do that. So here's a, a twist. L.A. loaded at center in terms of prospects. If Stutzla goes at number two, is it more likely he plays wing throughout his career than if he goes three to Ottawa? Parley, I'll come to you first. I think that when you get a pick this high and there's that much talent available, I think you have to go to Quinton Byfield because of the package he that kind of skill comes in. You don't find a highly skilled guy at six foot five that can play the middle of the ice for you. You gotta take best talent available. And how many times have we talked about the Predators just drafting so many good defensemen and then making moves to churn or to bring in talent that will surround their players that work out the best for them. So I think having a stockpile at the NHL level is nothing to frown at. And I, I think LA is going to take Quinton Byfield at two. Yeah, I think they'll take Byfield too. The the only thing that makes me think maybe they'll go the Stutzla route is guys, we know the LA Kings were a dynasty 
a little while ago built on size. They were big, they were hard to play against, and they were slow. I think now they're realizing they can't do that anymore. Uh, they shipped a lot of those slower, bigger guys out because they're realizing the game has gone way more to skill and speed than size and strength. So maybe you see them going to Stutzla that route because they don't think the size and strength of Byfield is what they're looking for. But if I'm the Kings at two, I'm probably going uh, Byfield if you're taking best available. Yeah, so would we here at Sun Central is Quentin Byfield, no doubt, will be number two on our Sun Central draft rankings. I don't think an assistant coach has ever really had enough pull to decide who's taken, but a little wrinkle, Los Angeles Kings assistant coach, Marco Sturm, one of those first Germans to play in the NHL. So there is a lot of familiarity there, I'm sure. Um, being able to watch him grow um, from a young age, as Marco Sturm, uh, part of the German national team as well. So I'm sure he knows that name, but I'm sure that uh, Rob Blake will also do his due diligence. Luke Robitaille, while we're on the, the LA Kings uh, wagon, they do obviously have more forward depth than on the back end, but he did say that at number two, they will be picking a forward, and I don't think he surprised anybody by saying that. So in closing, Pilsy, what do you see a ceiling in terms of potential um, point-wise year in and year out for a guy like Stutzla? For me, he's like a 20-25 goal, 45-50 to assist kind of guy. Yeah, see, I I feel like, uh, and maybe I just haven't uh, watched enough on Stutzla and need to do more research, but I feel like he's not as flashy of a guy as... uh, you're kind of you're kind of portraying him to be like uh, Patrick Kane. I feel like he's he's more he's more calm. Like like I said, he seems like a calm player, and um, I, I project him being right in a second line center role somewhere between thirty and sixty points. And he's going to be a good second line center. Thirty points. Thirty to sixty. Holy! How what a big range! Probably want to sneak that range down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I will for sure here. I'm, I'm going to go 60 to 70. I think this guy's got a lot of high-end talent. 30 to 60. <laughs> who's, who's a guy who would also be in that 30 to 60 range? Kyle Turris is pretty fair. Turris. Yeah, that's fair. No, Pilsy, we're just having fun with you. I, I think Stutzel's man. He's going to be a fun player to watch. And um, there was a great video. I think it's at Sen's army underscore but it was a great video of stutzel's primary assist and just the magic so maybe we'll have to show pilsy that so he can be a 50 to 60 point guy but uh partly i'll give you a closing are you are you team stutzla how happy would you be if the sends end up picking him well you know i think that you can't really lose with uh any of the top three players in this draft but i think the senators lost when it came to the lottery balls but uh tim stutzel's a Pretty good pick at number three, I think. And I think that's the name we're going to hear whenever this draft ends up happening. And until then, all we're going to hear is Byfield or Stutzla. Stay tuned for next Saturday. We'll be releasing our number two on the Send Central Draft rankings. Of course, these rankings are done in the order we feel the Sends should draft them. So for their internal draft board, or should we call it external because we're not a part of the team, uh, although I hold the... Uh, the camera in Belleville and Pillsy cuts the replays. I don't think that gives us any. I think we have we have less pull than Marco Sturm has pull for the LA Kings to draft Stutzla at number two. But man, 
it's going to be a fun couple months until the draft and we'll be uh we'll be following it all along on twitter at send central so for brandon pillar and chris parliament i'm ross levitan this has been the locked on senators podcast where we've got your team every day